my, 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 my. Guess what week it is? It is Super Bowl week. Let's get it. Welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Let's get it going, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is Super Bowl week. This is Mike Settle over here at the Sports Buffoons, along with Tanner Dawson and Jason JG. What's up, guys? What's going on, guys? What up, y'all? This is JG. Y'all excited for Chiefs Buccaneers Super Bowl? We have a big show today. I'm super pumped right now. You have no idea. All I'm week. Here. Very excited, and I'm also scared shitless at the same time. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Oh, yeah, scared chillers. Well, it is currently Wednesday night. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, you're coming out Thursday morning. If you're following along here with us on YouTube, uh, or are we on Twitch right now, Tanner, as well? We're on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, which is Periscope, and Facebook Live on my page. Then you know we're all about running it back, as you can see with our sign right now here up on our video feed. Um, so one thing about, we're going to dig into a lot of different topics today, as a matter of fact. This will be primarily based around the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 55 down in Tampa Bay between the Chiefs and Buccaneers. Um, and But the main thing is I've never been to Tampa Bay. Uh, so it's one of those places that I've heard a lot about. I don't know a lot about it. But what the cool thing about this game is the Buccaneers are the first team ever to get to play a Super Bowl in their home city. It's and very so, cool. That's very historic. But here's the part that sucks for them during a COVID year. You're going to have less people from the actual city get to go to the game compared to normal. So, Do you know what's even worse about it? They can't shoot off the cannons. The NFL banned the cannons from firing. Why would they ban Because the they want to make it a neutral field. Oh, the cannons no. would be fun to see. Well, why, why don't we just uh, bring out, you know, we have the war paint running around there and everything like that. We can yeah. equal it out that way. We, we'll be fine. The, the Chiefs are going to be wearing their red jerseys, by the way, during this game, while the Buccaneers are wearing their whites. Thanks, so Tampa. It's going to look like we're the home team anyway over in Kansas City, so... Um, anyways, Jason, what do you know about Tampa Bay? Anything that stands out to you about the city before we dig into some more things? You know, I've been there a couple times. I enjoyed it. Um, I've, you know, they've got Bush Gardens over there, which is a pretty awesome theme park. And they also have some pretty awesome strip clubs. It's not the going with the ladies I care about. It's the coming. <laughs> Some might say that they are the number two um, capital of the world as far as strip clubs. Now, I, I would say that the city of Portland has always been number one in strip clubs, but you know they've been torching that city, so maybe they the strip clubs don't exist anymore. Anyway, uh, I've got a question sense. for any of you guys out there in the Twitter sphere. Do you know if the, the strippers, do they have to wear masks during a lap dance? Because I really want to know that before I... Head on, head on over there, um, and maybe we can get Pac-Man Jones on the show one of these days to uh, discuss that. Well, Jason, you are going to Florida, and we all know how Florida is. They have Florida man, so you know there's no mask being used. Let's be real. They're probably snorting bath salts in the bathroom and going to a lap dance. Like, let's be real. Now, does this mean we're having a debate over which city has more broken daughters between Portland and Tampa Bay? Um, are, we, are we just full of fake tans and big breasts and broken daughters? Is that Tampa Bay? No, I'm just I want to I want to give props to Tampa because it's it's not as bad of a city as people say it is. I mean, I've been there like I said a couple times and I okay. enjoyed it. So um, there's not a ton of things to do, but 
You know, like I said, we all like strippers on this show, so that's what, <laughs> that would be my go-to if I'm going Have you going been to Tampa. Portland, though, Jason? Have you been to Portland? I have not, not been, been to, to Portland, Portland. Okay. and I'm not planning on going there anytime heard, soon because well, it's on fire. Correct. I've heard it's a very depressing place. That's an interesting take. So that's what you know most about Tampa Bay is strippers. Yep, and uh, they've had, they have Bush Gardens as a theme park, which I enjoy. Bush Gardens, everybody. Well, you know, everybody knows about the beaches. I mean, they're on the, the Gulf Coast. So there are some amazing beaches just outside of Tampa. Yeah, that, that, is, that is true. I get that point, at least. Um, otherwise, I don't know a whole lot about it at all. I mean, what do you know about Tampa Bay, Tanner? Nothing. I went to Orlando for Disney World on my honeymoon, and then we went on a cruise out to the, you know, around the Caribbean area. I'm good. I don't need to know anything about Tampa. Well, I do want to point something out, getting away a little bit from Tampa Bay, the city, but um, what would you guys think of the hair cake gut? Hair, haircut haircut gate. gate. Haircut, haircut gate. gate that came out today. Uh, Dan Kilgore and Demarcus Robinson were uh, quickly placed on the COVID list, which they're going to be fine. But the barber that came into uh, Tampa Bay to cut up to 20 players' hair, including Patrick Mahomes, was on the list. He was going to be uh, cutting out the, half the team's hair, it seems like, as well as staff members. He apparently had, had been quarantined for about a week, but then tested negative five times for COVID. But then in the middle of a haircut, supposedly, they find a, a positive test for this barber who was in the middle of cutting Dan Kilgore's hair and so was immediately removed. And uh, so they apparently it saved a bunch of important players from being put on the list other than Robinson and Kilgore. But Tanner, does this seem a little fishy to you? Why are they waiting for a test result and letting the barber go out and, and uh, go ahead and start cutting hair before you get the result back in? It is fishy. If it's, if it's really not a... Uh, a f- prank or anything then it's just sad to hear that happened during super bowl week to let, allow this to happen first off from the shoes organization we, sh- we gotta be smarter than this guys well it sounds super like bowl they did week. everything right it just i, I honestly if you want to know happened? my real opinion i think that whatever positive test they found was a false positive because they did test him again afterwards and it was a negative so tom brady's so just pulling stuff it was it was one uh, random false positive in my opinion that was ended up being not a big deal whatsoever so uh, but yeah, maybe maybe it was a uh, Brady and Belichick back together for a minute and scheming up ways to mess with the Chiefs. But honestly, I can't imagine them playing the game if we had had a twenty players go on COVID list. That uh, would be insane. Well, they weren't going to play the game if you had one player on that list by the name of Patrick Mahomes Correct. and or Tom Brady. Right? They wouldn't have played the game. But nope. my point is, yeah, I mean, haircut haircut gate was. Funny, but I mean, the NFL does not want the Super Bowl to be tainted, so it doesn't matter who pops up on that list, unless it's like one of the reserve players. The NFL doesn't have the balls to keep a key player out of this game because they want it to be a fair game with everybody available. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't really care who's on the list because if it was a major player, they would either postpone the game or, you know, something else, but they, they wouldn't just not allow the guy to play. Yeah, so let's give the NFL credit, too. So they did this COVID year. You know, we got to this point, guys. We got to this point. We played every day of the week, but we got to this point. Guess what our per- the percentage of players uh, during the whole year, what the percentage is for the entire players that tested, tested positive? positive? I would say uh, there was oh, as far as percentage that tested percentage positive. Percentage that tested positive. I would say probably around 1.5%. Jason? Oh, uh, maybe like 2%. Point okay. zero eight, guys. Point zero, zero eight. eight. That is above season. the legal limit for alcohol. Hmm. Come on, you know I drive great when I'm drunk. That's true. Don't forget, Bill was always our designated drunk driver. 
That's right at it, dude. Right at it, man. So, guys, the 0.0% the NFL did to, with all the COVID stuff. And you know what? Props to them, baby, because they did it. We got to this point, and we were playing the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah, well, it wasn't as low as the NBA during the bubble. Yeah. Guess what percentage they had? Zero. Zero. You had a freaking bubble, all right? I think the NFL did great pretty much all year, and so did baseball, MLB, throughout the summer as well. Um, you know more about the NBA than I do, Jason, mm-hmm. but um, overall, I'm pretty happy with the way things turned out. We got a full season in. Every game was played at the end of the day, and here we are with the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and no one to worry about as far as COVID-related illnesses going on. Agreed. So that is awesome. And I hope that the guys who did choose to sit out, like uh, for the Chiefs, Larry Duvernay-Tardif, as well as Damian Williams, I hope those guys are still happy with their choices. And I think they are. I think they are. Uh, They made them for very strategic reasons. So uh, the Chiefs did just fine without them. There's no worries there. Very unselfish reasons. Now, we have a lot to dig into with this Buccaneers-Chiefs Super Bowl game. That is going to be the core of our show today. Um, I want to say, I want to ask you guys one question, just, just kind of what you think about the game. We're going to take a minute to talk about something different, and then we're going to jump back into the Chiefs a little bit later on in the show. But what's the number one thing about this game that you're most concerned about with the Chiefs-Buccaneers? What is your worry? What is the most thing you're interested in? Uh, anything come to mind? Oh, yeah. wor- like worrisome to me? Just a quick recap of what, what your mind is at with this game before we dig into it later on. Look, man, I'm in full positive like i'm ready to go we're gonna dominate these guys i'm tired of all this twitter hate this the twitter hate that we see against the chiefs all the time even from our own fans let alone come on twitter nation guys we are playing the super bowl we got patrick mahomes tyree kill the best offense our defense is playing lights out like let's go i'm ready i have no worries right now no worries yeah, I mean, I think everybody out there that's been keeping track of this, they all have the same concern, which is the Chiefs offensive line trying to deal with Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, who they did each have one sack in that last game that we played Tampa in the regular season. But, I mean, outside of that uh, elite pass rush of Tampa Bay, I really don't have any uh, concerns in this game. Yeah, you're right. They had 48 sacks total in, in the NFL this year, which ranks them fourth in the league as well as a great run defense. It's going to be real tough to go against that. But, yeah, my, my main concern is the Chiefs' offensive line. We've got four out of five guys this year who did not were not intended to be starters throughout the season and who ended up having to come in and step in, especially now that both tackles, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, are going to be out. Uh, that'll be interesting to deal with, as you said, with Pierre hey, Paul man. and Barrett. Like Andy Reid said, he's got some scrappy guys, and they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Why yeah, he did it earlier this yeah. season. We were down almost every starter but Fisher, I think, at some point, mm-hmm. and we took care of it. So I, I'm not worried about it. We yeah. got some good depth, I think. They seem confident, and uh, I, I luckily we have a quarterback who's very mobile. So take care that of that too. Helps a lot as far as pocket awareness because I don't think Alex Smith would survive in this game, to be honest. So luckily we have. A, wouldn't, we wouldn't be at this point. We have a kid. We have a kid. He's a baby goat as our quarterback. So. Um, so, uh, Jason, is there anything you wanted to talk about here uh, as far as something to highlight that was important to you uh, coming up here this coming weekend? Um, well, I mean, you could talk about uh, comparing eras if that's where you want to go with it. Um, okay. So got a lot of people trying to tell me that you can't compare players from different eras, specifically in the NFL and the NBA. And I believe that to be BS. I think that you can compare players from different eras. Um, however, if you disagree with me on this, I think by the end of this year's Super Bowl, 
uh, you will be able to compare Brady to Mahomes, even though they will have played in two different eras. So just in general, guys, what are your thoughts on comparing players from different eras? It's tough, man. It's tough because it's two, you know, it's two different, I don't know, just games being played. It really is. Like there's so much different training going on every century, you know, even every five years, there's so much different going on. So many new players, so many new talents, you know, for instance, NBA, right? Big guys are all starting to shoot at the three when that wasn't a big thing, maybe 30, 40 years ago. So you got to think like a lot of transition comes into play, new game, new strategies come into play and, and you get new talent. Yeah. I think you can compare eras. Absolutely. As long as you come at it with the right mindset and you got to be willing to understand the rules of the game at the time, as well as the idea of like, let's, let's say Jim Brown, who played in the 1950s and sixties for the Cleveland Browns. And we all recognize him as being a top three running back of all time. Now imagine Jim Brown or even someone like who you love, Bo Jackson, uh, being put in today's world where we have advanced nutrition and advanced workout regimens. And there's been, you know, just everything that helps you even become a better athlete than you already are, as well as training purposes, as well as like just a better strategic way of going about the game. Coaches are better now than mm-hmm. they were 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the things evolve just like we've always evolved mechanically and electrically and everything else that goes on in the world that we've created. Airplanes are better. Cars are better. Well, it's like, you know, whenever I say cars are better, I mean, we, we assume when we look at a, uh, you know, a 2020 Tesla, that's probably better than your 1974. Mike, Mike, you know, Mike, you got the nerds involved now, man. The nerds are coming out and they're getting involved on these games. I'm fine with the nerds. This management, the scouting. Everything's different. The nerds are out now and the nerds are sports people. Right. Everything is different now. Scouting's better now than it ever was before. And also the rules of the games take take everything into account. If you can come at this logically and not just emotionally. Like I personally think Tara Bradshaw is one of the most overrated quarterbacks of all time. Despite the Super Bowl wins, which he was carried by with a great running game, good receivers, and an amazing defense, uh, if you look at his numbers, he was pretty awful. In fact, he had just as many interceptions as he did touchdowns in his career. But, I mean, if you take a guy like that and you put him through uh, the structure of what we do here in 2010, 2020, and so on, the guy's going to become a better athlete and understand the game better mentally, even though he did have mental health problems actually when he was younger. Um, But I think that you can compare errors as long as you're smart about the way you go about it. Uh, like for me, I personally believe Dan Marino, as we both agree on, would have been even more amazing here 30 years later uh, if you played in the NFL in 2020 versus in 1983 to 1999. 58. Or, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, I just think that the talent-wise, he threw 48 touchdowns mm-hmm. just uh, two years into the NFL. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. Um, and that was in the 80s. And so imagine him playing in, t- in a day like where we have Drew Brees who has consistently been putting up, you know, great numbers, you know, 4,000 yards passing every year minimum, as well as, you know, 30 to 40 touchdowns every season, stuff like that. And now take an amazing talent, arm talent like Dan Marino, put him in today's world, he might have thrown 60 touchdowns. And so it's very possible. And I think you can compare them, though, as long as you're smart about it. And so, I mean, what what is your point about that, Jason? Why do you want to bring that up? Uh, I only want to bring it up is because, um, you know, you can't, compare eras i mean it always comes up you have to talk about lebron james because any you know any sports topic you have to bring up lebron and so a lot of guys out there are saying that this super bowl coming up uh with brady versus mahomes is basically the same thing as if lebron would have faced michael jordan in a game which never happened 
Now, oh, my, my, my problem with that comparison is that, first of all, three of the four guys that I just mentioned have winning records in the Super Bowl and or the finals. One of them has a losing record in the finals. Well, so, I thought we were talking about talent here, not like who's better, like who's better talently. Like, Well, it's, it's just a bad comparison. But if you wanted to do a similar comparison, Kobe Bryant actually did face Michael Jordan in the yeah. All-Star game. Yeah. And Jordan was only 35, so not quite as old as Brady. But they faced each other in the 1998 All-Star game. So I think that's a better comparison since they played in two different eras, but they actually played against each other, which is kind of like what Brady is going to do uh, versus Mahomes. Um, just to point it out, what happened in that All-Star game? Well, Michael Jordan's team won, and Michael Jordan won the MVP. So he torched Kobe, although Kobe was pretty young back then. Jordan became the oldest player ever to win uh, an All-Star game MVP at age 35. Yeah, but there's two different body sizes amongst these monsters, first off. I don't know if you've seen LeBron in his late age, but the guy is probably more beastlier than he's ever been in his career, and he's probably playing the best he's ever played in his career at this point. Now, Jordan, yes, he was dominant. He won the title right before he retired. He probably had four or five more years he would have played. But, man, you... It's such a different game. I feel like it's more fast, in a way, more fast-paced. But there's, I don't know, it's it's just a total different game going on with LeBron versus when Michael played. Yeah, that's all true. But the other reason I bring up LeBron is because I'm kind of comparing this Bucks team with the Miami Heat of 2011. And 2011 was LeBron's first full season with the Heat. So it kind of reminds me of Tom Brady here with the Bucks, first full season with his team. And LeBron made the finals that season, um, just like Tom Brady's making the Super Bowl. And so a lot of people say that LeBron couldn't win the finals in his first year because the team chemistry wasn't 100% at that point. Now, LeBron did come back and win it the next two years, but we also know that that was the year when LeBron James melted down in the finals. Now, I don't see Tom Brady melting down in this game, but I do think the Chiefs have a significant advantage in this game because of their team chemistry, and they've just played together longer. And so do you guys agree that team chemistry gives the Chiefs an advantage in this game? By far. Absolutely. I, I think that's the number one reason why they should be favored more than three points going into this game. Well, we, we, saw, we talked about that before the season started. Yeah. Due, yep. due to COVID and everything else that's going on. We had the majority of the team coming back. I think 19 of 20, uh, 22 came back Correct. as far as starters. And the thing is, uh, as far as receivers especially, everyone came back. Sammy Watkins came back, even though he's been injured throughout half Most of the, the season. <laughs> um, but it was it was more the chemistry of the team because every coach came back as well. Yeah. And yeah. so the Chiefs had that going for them where we didn't need to have a lot of practices. Chiefs did not need to have practices in June or July to be prepared. They all knew each other already. They knew how they played together. And so that was the biggest advantage for the Chiefs, which we all knew. It's why I picked them to win 14 games at the beginning of the season. Because I knew we would be way above everyone else Correct. at the get-go of this season. And uh, Which we were. The, the Buccaneers, on their hand, are a team that came, comes a little bit differently. they got a veteran quarterback, obviously, with Brady. But um, but yeah, they, they still have a great receiving receiving core with Godwin. Great, and great receiving. Evans you add Antonio and, Brown and, later, And add Antonio Brown. Yeah. 
who ended up actually being pretty effective here towards the end of the season, and Gronk, of course. Leonard Fournette during our draft. So you got familiarity with the Buccaneers right. as well. And that, is, that is part of my point about mm-hmm. that, is that Bright Brady came along, but he brought along two mm-hmm. of his favorite targets, because regardless of his two games played in New England, uh, Antonio Brown and Brady got along great. Brady loves a talent like Brown. And so he brought along Gronk, he brought along Brown, and then guys like Chris Godwin just fit well with his style of play. But, yeah, the Chiefs' chemistry, uh, especially defensively, is, is important too. Yeah, that that's another reason why I think that Tom Brady just – He's playing with house money here. I mean, it's amazing yeah. at age 43 with, you know, only having one season and no preseason to build chemistry with this team to make it as far as he did. And at this point, he has nothing to lose. And this is not going to tarnish his legacy. I mean, he just won an NFC championship game first year on the team. And mm-hmm. so I think, uh, you know, like I said, he he has uh, limited expectations here. I'm not saying they can't win. But if, if the Chiefs blow him out by, you know, 15 or 20 points, it's not going to tarnish his legacy at all. So no. you think 6-4 and four is an okay record as a quarterback in the Super Bowl? Well, it's better than 4-6, and six, which well, yeah. is the other guy that we just talked but about. But also, well, LeBron James. Yeah. That's, that's right. That is true. That's a whole lot better very than 4-6. Yeah, yeah, seven games on one much. game. Seven games versus one game in the title. Sure. Well, seven games actually proves more of the true winner or loser. One but, game can be fluky. Yeah, but you're still yeah. six and four. David Tyree with that helmet catch. I don't know about flukiness like that. You're still six and four, and then the other guy's four and six. So I mean, I don't know. That's that. A lot of people but, consider many people out there. In fact, I could say most people consider LeBron James to be the greatest player of all time, and so he's four and six. So if Brady's six and four, then how do you say? How, nobody could say that this is going to tarnish his legacy if he loses. It won't. First no. year on a new team, and he goes out at 43 years old. Can't mean the guy's 40. Yeah, he's 43 Winner years lose, old. He's playing with house money. It doesn't like matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He's already ranked number one, so it doesn't matter. Now, real quick on the chemistry thing, full credit to Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, and all those guys involved in the organization because you don't just get into the playoffs with a brand new quarterback, no offseason, no you know virtual training camp or whatever and get to the Super Bowl going through the Saints, going through the Packers, who were Packers around fire, uh, getting through the Saints, who you lost to twice, dom- uh, not very nicely either throughout the year, um, to get through there. You played three games, and now you're in the Super Bowl. Props to the props to Brady, props to Arians, and props to the organization in Tampa Bay to get to this point and get the fans what they deserve, which is a Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, <clears throat> we expected this to happen, actually. I think at the beginning of the year, Jason, you yeah. called Buccaneers versus Chiefs, you, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you I think I was it. the only one that called it on this on this. Program. I think I I picked Chiefs, maybe Seahawks is what I went. I think, with. and yeah. I went Chiefs Packers. Chiefs Packers. So. Yeah. so I guess I got lucky on that, but well, know, I mean, TB, yeah. you never count TB TB twelve, man. I, I agree for sure. TB twelve. Um, well, uh, if you guys can give me a minute here, I have a little trivia, Super Bowl trivia, before we jump into our next topic for you guys. And you guys have no idea about this at all, but here's the deal: what we're going to do. I'm going to ask Jason and Tanner here a couple of different questions about Super Bowl history, four questions actually total, and we have some tequila if they are incorrect. We have a Lunazol Blanco tequila, 100% de agave. That is our tequila of choice for the moment here today. And gearing up, boys. He's gearing, gearing up, up to be prepared to be wrong about Super Bowl <laughs> trivia. You guys got four questions. Get the bottle ready. Just pour it. Yeah, get, get, get a glass ready, Tanner. Get a, get a little Just splash in there. So he's ready to do a shot. What if we both get it wrong? Then you're both, both doing. Have to you're do both doing. Well, here, okay. yeah, that's the thing. You guys can debate it amongst each other if you'd like, but 
Um, so it's just like a group thing. Like, like Jason and I can discuss the oh, right we can answer. Discuss it. Good. People then, are kind of like phoning a friend. I can just ask the guy. But the, co- the commenters Hammett, over there Hammett. on you- no 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 no. Damn it! I need you to get your stuff ready. The, the here commenters we go. on YouTube over there. I Hammett, can't get see ready. them here. Come on, but Hammett, do not help out. out our people. Hammett, get ready. I, do I not help out Jason and Tanner on these questions. Like I can't see what you guys are saying. I'm too far away. Question number one. You guys ready? Cool. That's a big shot for Tanner. Oh my god, he's gonna throw up. Dude, All you're right. gonna <laughs> freaking kill me. Tanner, you can make that two shots. That's fine. Thanks. Appreciate oh, that. that. Too, number one. Who was the last non-quarterback to win Super Bowl MVP? Uh, um, Discuss that. It was the Seahawks. Mm. Right? It was with the Seahawks defense. Uh, or was it the Seahawks No, defense? I think I'm going to go with Broncos, possibly. No, no, no. no. It was the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks were more recent. So we're not going What's with, your name of – what is your we're name? We're not going with Von Miller? Non-quarterback to win Super Bowl MVP. Who was the last one? We're not going with Von Miller? Somebody after him. He's like, it's not Cam Chancellor. He just retired a couple of few years ago. He um, doesn't know. I mean, if you can't come up with a better name, if you can't What's, come up with I'm gonna, I'll I'm come just, up with my own name. I'll think of something. Here. I'll just think yeah. about very in the last five years. I'll put it yeah, that yeah. way. Help you guys out. Last five years. Last five years will be Von Miller, right? Incorrect. Is that your is that your answer? The answer. Okay. Gets a chance. I'll do my. So you did Von Miller. What what are you saying? See, I know it's on the Seahawks defense. I just don't know. Can't remember the freaking name. It's names. not Malcolm Smith, Tanner. That's what I was thinking. Do a shot. No. Damn it. It is Julian Edelman, Super Bowl 53. One that shot. was two oh, years ago. Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Well, that the, was the greatest that was the Rams. I've ever seen, actually. Right. Edelman won MVP just two years ago, you guys. All right. All right. There's shot number one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll give you guys something a little easier here for this next question. Oh, man. And so Tanner did half a shot of his double. Of his double. Don't worry. Jason's we're gonna we're get gonna ready. get them all wrong, guys. Don't worry about no, that. No, no. <laughs> it's gonna be wrong, guys. It's only we're four questions. Okay, all right, what we got? Next question. Name only four Hall of Fame players from the Chiefs' Super Bowl four victory. Name four. Just name four Hall of Famers from that okay. from that team. Why can't we just name one? Well, there's seven total. I'm giving you guys a little over half. Lenny. So, Lenny. Lenny Dawson. Okay, that's one. Yeah, one. You, you guys got seven guys Jason, on that. You got one? Listen, I said Lynn Dawson. The Chiefs had seven. The, <laughs> yeah. the Chiefs had seven Hall of Famers on that. Will Lanier from? Okay, two. Mm-hmm. Come on, Jason. You guys got seven, dude. I'm not that old. Bobby Buchanan. Buck Buchanan. Buck Buchanan. Okay. Oh, I thought he was gonna say Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. Lynn Dawson. Buck Buchanan. My mama, my mama, my mama well, said, Tanner, my mama you need said. to get one more. One more. That I, shot threw me off. I didn't realize Tanner was older than me. I don't remember any <laughs> of those players. Um, um, he's, he's been a coach on the Chiefs before. I know. I know. I know. I know. Defensive back. Two of them, actually. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Come Jason, on, Tanner. You're killing me. <laughs> I'm not that old, dude. Like I've seen one more of the, of the other. Nobody f- in our audience has ever watched Super Bowl four. You guys oh, got three probably. out of the seven Hall of Famers. We just need one more. <laughs> Think about defensive backs, Tanner. I know. I'm tr- I, trust me right now. I Oh, uh, Thomas, Thomas. Uh, um, whatever the freak his first name is. Thomas. Uh, uh, Emmett Thomas? <laughs> That came from, dude. That is, yes. That's who it is. You guys got four. Woo. You know where I got that from? Oh, shot. In Arrowhead, his name is on the. It's on the Ring of Fame. on the Ring of Fame. Yeah, that's correct. the right <laughs> time I've seen that name in my whole life. The other ones would have been like Curly Culp. Curly Culp. Yeah, Johnny Rock. Wow. We got lucky. No shot. I was trying to think of Curly Culp as one other guy. He was another one. Anyways, 
All right. Um, so, <laughs> keeping on the 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 theme of Chiefs and Buccaneers here, my next question is: Who was the MVP in the Bucks' last Super Bowl appearance? Uh, so this, I do you know who it is in the, this game? The Super Bowl that they won. They won against the Raiders okay. in two thousand and two. Do you know who? Do you know who it is? The MVP. The yeah. MVP of the you game. You want me to save us? Yeah. You know care. it. Do you want to save us? Uh, I think I know it, but Derek Brooks. They're close, but no. It's close. Hmm. I'll give you another couple chances. Well, Jason. Uh, um, I'll put it this way. I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. Rich Gannon threw five interceptions in this game, yeah. and we all know it was a domination. It was a domination. Buccaneers game. destroyed them. Are you talking about John Lynch? No. Mm, no, John Lynch didn't win it. This was a Wasn't Derek Brooks? You know, that's still way before that's way before my time. I just can't. Before your time. 2002 before your time. Yeah, Jason, when I did didn't you watch, start watching probably, sports? Dude, I, <laughs> I mean that Bucks the, defense was one of the best. Nobody of all time. cared about the Buccaneers back then. That was the original Tampa two defense with Tony Dungy. It was Dungy the John Gruden matchup, man. Well, well, well it was Gruden, but it was Tony Dungy's defense. Give him the answer then if you're so smart. I thought I did. He was a safety. Not John Lynch. It wasn't John Lynch. It was the other guy then. Um, Only three all-time have been uh, defensive <laughs> for Super Bowl MVP. Look, I'm going to throw out this name, and it's going to cost me a shot. But it's because I can't remember the freaking If it was a name. safety, just say Cam Chancellor. You no, answered that on one of the other and, ones. I'm going to say, in, I don't know why I'm saying this, Antonio Gibson or something like that. Do a shot, Tanner. Do Antonio Gibson, seriously? Do a shot. <laughs> He's a running back. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? I'm All right, well, you guys got to do a little shot. All what, right. What's the name? It is Dexter Jackson. He had two interceptions in the game for sure? 34 yards. Sure wasn't Never heard of him. And uh, sure let's put Brooks? it this way. His career was not very long. But no, it wasn't. He was the MVP of the game. <laughs> All right, we'll do a shot. All right, you guys got one more. This one's kind of a mean question. I'm not going to lie. It's not fair. <laughs> But he was the only Super Bowl MVP from a losing team. Or just give me what Super Bowl it was. I'll take that, too. From a losing team, who was the only MVP ever? Oh, you're going to kill me this time. Um, oh, yeah. well, gosh. Why can't this be an NBA question? It's Jerry West, if you're talking about NBA Finals. NBA MVP losers. He's the only MVP loser in NBA Finals. Only Super Bowl losing MVP. I'll put it this way. It was in the first 10 Super Bowls that it happened. Oh, uh, uh, we're going to go uh, – I'm going to just tell you the Super Bowl number. So that's going to be number three. Uh, you're close. you have a guess, Jason? Uh, Super Bowl – If he says more than one. ten. No. no it's not Definitely not. One star, I believe, was Super Bowl what? one. Uh, why can't we just get uh, some NBA questions what? every once in a while? Uh, well, pretty soon NBA is going to be coming on strong with our show we're here. We're going to play the same game. All right, you guys. You guys can sip on that if you'd like. It's the last question. It is Chuck Hawley of Super Bowl V from the Indianapolis Colts. I knew it was between like Or I should say the Baltimore six. Colts, actually. Chuck Hawley. Never heard of him. Chuck Hawley, linebacker. It was the game that the I'm Colts out. won, but it was actually the Dallas Cowboys linebacker that won MVP of the game. That was a great Isn't game. Isn't that kind of crazy? That was a great <laughs> game, Mike. How does, how does a defensive player win MVP on the losing end of a team? I don't, in a Super Bowl, it's Yeah, LeBron weird. James should have won a few years ago. But let's, All right, let's guys, thank you for playing along with me. I know those, a couple of those are pretty tough questions. That's I thought you fair. guys would get the Julian Elvin one. I yeah, thought I'm for sure, sure you that. I thought we would get the ones sure. from the 1960s as well, but we didn't. <laughs> Hey, Chiefs Super Bowl four. You guys, you guys nailed that one. You got that one right. I did it, guys. I did it. All right. So, um, Jason, do you have anything else to talk about as far as your quarterback things? I know you love to talk quarterbacks. Yeah. No, I just want to know you guys' thoughts because I did bring up my uh, 
on Saturday on the podcast, I brought up my top five quarterbacks of all time. Just want to know you guys' thoughts out there in the Twitter sphere. And Tanner and Mike, I want to know your thoughts as well. And in case you didn't listen to my podcast, I had number one, Tom Brady, number two, Joe Montana, number three, Drew Brees, number four, Dan Marino, and number five is reserved. Where's Peyton Manning? For Patrick Mahomes. Where's Peyton Manning? Now's your time it to argue. It took 13 seconds to pick in the Hall of Fame. You know Peyton Manning in number five? Who is your number one, Tanner? Peyton Manning? Tom Brady, dude. Tom okay. Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's number one. I'm, re- I'm a reasonable guy. Who is your number two, then? Uh, number two is, like, I like this top three. So, Joe Montana. Right? Oh, he did like my top I three. I did like right. the top three. What do we say about Joe Montana? He was undefeated, and that's important when you're talking about winning games. Yeah, I agree with that. That is an important aspect for sure. But where the hell is Tom Brady? Tom Brady should be in the five spot until Patrick Mahomes kicks him out. So, so who's your number just, four? Yeah, yeah is that just four? <laughs> is that Aaron Rodgers or Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> uh, Brett Favre. Mm. Brett Favre is number four. Brett Favre, baby. Leader in sacks and interceptions. Just, oh, yeah. just a great. Somebody's hey, out there. Somebody I love there. Brett. Hey, I love Brett Favre. I think he's a, he was awesome. Somebody be I'm a, I'm a fan of the way he played. And then you have a number five? Yeah. Uh, well, it's Mahomes. No, yeah. it's was it Peyton Manning number, my number five? Um, Peyton Manning's my number five. So you're leaving Mahomes off the list. Mahomes putting, is off the list right now. Oh, my gosh. He's putting Peyton Manning ahead Peyton of Peyton Manning. Wow. That's yeah. impressive, Tanner. Anyway, well, Mike, who's your top fine. five? Do you have a top uh, five? Well, we already know the number one here. Number one is Patrick Tom Mahomes. Brady. I mean, sorry. Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> Mahomes is it's a, it's a debate here. But um, number one, you can't argue right now with Tom Brady. It's give Mahomes more time. He's 25 years old. Brady's 18 years older than him, so in 18 years, ask me again, and I'll probably have a different answer. But um, number two for me, um, I've always loved Drew Brees, so okay. I think Drew Brees is my number two quarterback. Uh, longevity as well as consistency mm-hmm. for Drew Brees, that was extremely impressive to do. Uh, and then my number three all-time is actually going to be Joe Montana then. Uh, give me those Super Bowls and the victories and the way he played as well as taking the Chiefs to the AFC Championship game as well. Of course, Joe Montana got injured in that game, and the Chiefs lost in 1994 playoff game against the Bills. Uh, number four, I love Dan Marino. I've always, love been a, I've always been a fan of Dan love Marino. It. I got it even despite no Super yeah. Bowls. So Hammett just put in here, said pure number standpoint, Marino's on the conversation. He has to be. He, Marino has to be mm-hmm. in the conversation um, because of what he did, especially at that time period was absolutely incredible. We, we thought for a minute that those, some of those records would never be touched. And it did take a long time. Like, do you realize how long the 48 touchdowns stood until it was broken by Tom Brady in, uh, I think it was 2007? Um, was, what, that that, that record stood for 40? over 20 years. Oh, I was say of the, the passing touchdown record in one single season. Um, but over career, yeah. I mean, he, he can't help the fact he never had a defense. Number five, though, I'm with Jason. Give me, give me Patrick Mahomes. I'm a, I'm a homer, of course. I'm a lover of Patrick Mahomes. He is uh, my everything. <laughs> but uh, it's one of those things where the guys put on the most spectacular beginning to a sports career in sports history, and especially on a team game. And uh, it's one of those things that is only going to get better from here. So it's interesting that you and I had the exact same list, but you just flipped Joe Montana and Drew Brees. You had Brees number two. And he added in Dan Marino. No, we both had Marino. Oh, you had Marino. So we just flipped Breeze 
We flipped Breeze for Montana. So I'm kind of shocked okay. you don't have a lefty in there for being a lefty. What, Steve Young? Steve Young. He's yeah. fine. Um, he's he's He played great in his time period. Um, he didn't play long enough quite for me. And he did at one point hold the record for the best quarterback rating until Rodgers broke it, yeah. which I, I look at as an important statistic as long as you understand what it means in the formula to how to get that number. Uh, some people think it's irrelevant. I do actually put stock into it because I know the formula it requires for it to work. But um, I like Steve Young. But then again, lefties suck at quarterback. So me as a lefty myself, um, I'm, I'd rather be a Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> so before we move on, Mike, can you just give me your soliloquy that you gave me not too long ago about why <laughs> Peyton Manning is not on this list? Because you have a great way of explaining it. And I'm assuming he's in your top 10, but I don't even know that. But can you just explain that for us? Yeah, Peyton's in my top 10, and I'm not great at explaining myself twice or three times, for that matter, consistently. You'll be all right. But my my thought about Peyton Manning is that he is one of the best regular season quarterbacks of all time. When you take that into account, as a playoff quarterback, he was carried the first run by a running game where uh, the, the Chiefs' run defense completely folded that season back in 2006 and the Colts ended up running. Uh, they, they stuffed Larry Johnson in that, as a matter of fact, in that uh, wild card game, Chiefs and Colts. And Peyton Manning was Dinkin and Duncan throughout that entire uh, playoff run. Uh, they, they ended up playing the Bears against Rex Grossman, was his competitor. <laughs> That's who Peyton Manning played against in his first Super Bowl victory. Um, after that, he went to the Broncos, where they were loaded with talent, which is fair. That's fine. And he did play well when he got older. And... But here's the thing. It's like he ended up winning a Super Bowl in a game. Once again, it was carried by a bunch of uh, defense with the Broncos. And so uh, he was carried by the defense with Von Miller and all that whole gang over there. Um, Trevathan, I think, was involved there. They had Brian Dawkins on that team, mm-hmm. guys like that. And it was it was a team that was not built around Peyton Manning as much as everything around him. And so both of those Super Bowl runs he had, uh, to me, or you can really devalue those when you look at the way he played in those. Where, meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes, all of his playoff games he's ever won is because he dominated. Yeah, and I just appreciate you explaining that because there's so many people out there that still think that Peyton Manning is the best player of all time in the NFL. I'm just like, man, I'm getting tired of listening look, to that. Look, I'll go and over that. we got one of the, these guys I'll, over here. I, I can go over that sometime later here, but let's just say Peyton Manning does his job, and that's what he needed to do. He was, knew his role. He knew where he was at, and that's exactly what needed to happen. Yes, he did his job in the regular season. In the playoffs, he turned it over what to the What do you mean guys. he did it? He didn't do anything. He did Tanner, his job. He knew what he needed correctly, to do. If I Peyton Manning got benched in the middle of the season – during the year that they actually won the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know why? Because Brock Asweiler came in instead to replace him because Peyton Manning was playing so poorly. That is, a, that is what happened during that season of the Super Bowl victory. Brock Asweiler, really? He came in totally to replace that. Peyton Manning for a few games. I do remember that Asweiler. <laughs> because Peyton Manning was playing so poorly. That is what happened during that season. But, yes, the, the defense still carried him to, a, uh, to r- a ring. Real quick here, Hammond wants to ask about Elway. Uh No. Not, not a chance. Not a, no. not a chance on Elway. Not even. Not yeah, even I, I I respect John um, Elway a lot, but he just had way too much of a running game in those uh, Super Bowls that really helped him out. Rod Terrell Smith Davis. and Terrell Davis, of course, and then Shannon Sharp, and he went to multiple Super Bowls, but um, multiple. Elway is top fifteen for me. If I had to make a top fifteen, I'd put him somewhere in the the back end from ten to fifteen, but top five, not even close at all, in my opinion. Not in today's league. Because I'm going to go down, you know, I, I talk about Rodgers, going to be in the top 10. 
um, just by sheer ability. And so I think we can really go down the list. And Russell Wilson's better than John Elway, in my opinion. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. All right. All right. Well, now that we had that little discussion and debate, I guess, um, what else do we need to talk about, Jason? I know you have a couple of talking points that you were really looking forward to getting into. Like, do you want to talk about the halftime show? Yeah, no, I just I want to know you guys' thoughts on the weekend. Uh, do you guys have any favorite weekend songs? Because he is going to be performing at halftime. And uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and give you my list. This is probably my four favorite weekend songs. I've, I've got to go with uh, Can't Feel My Face and then Starboy. And then I like In Your Eyes. And then I like my personal favorite because it was filmed in Las Vegas, Blinding Lights. Blinding Lights, baby. My favorite song. I'd be like, ooh. Okay, we didn't really want to go oh. there, but uh, Tanner, give me your favorite so, song. More shots, Tanner. More shots. All right, look, look, guys. I I can't even go down this way. Saving, save Your Tears was my favorite. Can't feel my face. Finding the lights. Look, just play with The weekend. The guy sounds almost exactly like Michael Jackson at times, and then he, like, flips the script and sounds somebody totally different. I love the guy. I'm excited for his show. He put $7 million of his own money into this halftime show. So I can't wait to see what it is, what it looks like, what it's going to be like, especially in a COVID year. Like, can you can you imagine in Tampa Bay, Florida, guys, weekend, it's going to perform. Now, 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 we, I should have looked this up beforehand, but there's prop bets out there in Bovada. We're going to have to look those up right before the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, got to love some, some bets? Bovada. So, so real Bovada. quick here. What do we got Bovada. Real quick here. If you need to know what the first song is going to be, I'm here to provide that for you real quick here. Uh, it is going to be I Feel It Coming. That's going to be your first song that he will perform. Is that a is that your for sure bet of the week? That's my Jason's. That's that is your, your that's money, money. Easy money bet of the week. Of the week. Easy money bet so, of the week. I like I look, man. I, I that That's going to be the first one. And I, I've been thinking about this for the last month and a half, and I really think that will be the first song in place. I am oh. super, super excited for this guy to perform. And who knows who you may have with him during this time. I don't really care for the weekend too much. Um, that's not really my jam. I like metal, as you guys know out there. Listen out there, Sports Buffoon Clan. Uh, but uh, I guess I do like I Can't Feel My Face because it kind of reminds me of 69 a little bit. But um, that's just because I go a little numb every once in a while. But otherwise, <laughs> I don't know uh, any other songs by that band or group, I should say. Yeah, that is I a can. good band. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh my All right, God. moving right along, guys. So I gave you guys a prediction, or it was kind of my hope of what we would see uh, as far as, like, the quarterback carousel. Gave you guys that on Saturday, and I said that I was hoping that Deshaun Watson could somehow come over to the AFC West. Well, there are rumors out there that the Raiders are shopping Derek Carr, yes, and they have interest and Deshaun Watson, and so I really wanted to see the AFC West fill up with elite quarterbacks, but my other hope was that Aaron Rodgers could come to the Broncos, but I guess he's off the table, so my new prediction is uh, Deshaun Watson still to the Raiders, that's what I said on Saturday, and then for the Broncos, Andrew Luck is going to come out of retirement and do a trade with the Colts, and you're going to see Andrew Luck Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, all in the same division. What? So that's kind of my pie-in-the-sky idea. 
It's not like it's not my official prediction, but I do want to see Deshaun Watson go to the Raiders because I want elite competition for Patrick Mahomes because you know what that does to Patrick Mahomes? It's going to make him that much better. No, 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 hold, hold. <laughs> Jason, Jason, Jason. Are you telling me that the Broncos and Colts once again are going to make a trade together instead of sent Peyton Manning over there and send Andrew Luck? My point is, is that John Elway loves retread superstar oh quarterbacks. Who is the only retread superstar quarterback that might be or could be on the market right now? It's Andrew Luck. So wouldn't that be an amazing round of quarterbacks, all four of those guys in the AFC West? I mean, that would be, blow my mind. We would be the number one division. You're playing far. like in a fantasy land over Dude, there. Dude, I don't know what you're playing right now. You think but, Ballard isn't going to make a deal with Andrew Luck if he wants to come back? But, dude, part of my plan is already going to happen. So who do Deshaun the Colts Watson, get? Deshaun Watson might already be going what to the get, What are you going to send? You're going to send crappy-ass quarterbacks from the Broncos to the Colts? Who cares? If you get Andrew Luck, you're going to do what it takes. The same thing with the Raiders. You're going to do what it takes to get Deshaun Watson. Look, guys, uh, Deshaun takes going all the way around. I, Houston's already come out and saying this guy is not for sale. This guy is going to be a part of our area. And guess what? If he has to sit on the bench and pay the Houston Texans to be part for a year, that's what it's going to be. Deshaun's not going anywhere, at least until next year. He's going to pull probably Le'Veon Bell and not play. But here, that's here's, how the, works. here's the thing, though, Tanner. John Gruden came out and said, I think Deshaun Watson is going to stay in Houston. What does that tell you? I think he's going to stay in Houston, he dude. is putting up a smoke screen, and there are things going on that we don't know about, and that they are shopping Derek Carr. Why, why the hell else would you shop Derek Carr? You're, You're not start shopping over Derek Carr. No, this is just media hype going around. Schefter already put the over-under on 18 different quarterbacks starting from last year's start of the season. I'm just saying it would be pretty cool. Mike, you have to agree on that. No, it would be, be awesome. Cool I agree. If you had not even Andrew Luck, just no. those three guys, if we could just get Deshaun Watson on the Raiders. How, how it would, be cool would it, it be? would make all the games more interesting. And it we would makes actually, Patrick Mahomes better than he already is. And Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, yeah. Patrick Mahomes will all have to do a little bit more work. Around this, to make you sure know, we always dominant. talk about teams being battle tested. This will be How, battle. I, test. I mean, Mahomes will be battle tested every single year. We might get, point, hey, right? You yeah. know, we might get yeah. three wild card, you know, three playoff teams every year if that's the case. Yeah, the Raiders will be substantially better going forward if they were to make a move like that. I don't know that they will. This is all speculation right now. Uh, as far as Andrew Luck, I don't know. That's that's a very far fetched <laughs> idea. Um, but it's I fine. like it though. I, I mean, like it's it. Fine though. to go off the off the haywire for it's a minute different. and see, you know, where your where your mind wants to wander <laughs> on those kind of things. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think of that whole topic right there. But we've talked a lot about Watson lately on the show here, and uh, he is a great quarterback. I think he's fun to watch, and he's got a good future ahead of him. But I'm ready to see, you know, whenever because David Coley came along to the Texans, right, as, as a head coach. Now, he's said in a quote now that he came to the Texans because he knew Watson was going nowhere. That's what he said. Then again, he doesn't have control over that. The ownership does, and so well, so Cesario or Casario or whatever you say yeah. his name. Yeah, the ownership has control over that. Uh, David Coley wants to have Watson, of course, because it's easier to be successful as a new coach when you have a good quarterback in place. Uh, but you know, the then again, pass, that's passing not, guy. Yeah, yeah. Watson doesn't seem to be interested in wanting to stay in Houston at all. Well, he's not going to stay. Him. He's not going to stay because Houston sucks. Period. End of story. But moving right along, let's talk about Jared Goff and his move to the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you think happened there? Uh, now that the Rams have gotten rid of him, 
Uh, it's an interesting scenario that happened with Jared Goff. He was kind of randomly set to the side, almost like a toy they got tired of playing with during the season. And the playoffs came along. Their quarterback they replaced him with, I can't remember his name right now, he got injured in the playoff Wofford. game. Wofford. Yes. Wofford. Yes, he came in. And Goff came in the game and played well. Had it. Right? Yeah. Um, as far as Matthew Stafford goes, going to the Rams, I think that you're getting a, a good, experienced quarterback that I think will be probably more successful in L.A. than he was in Detroit. Uh, and I think Goff's career might be in trouble, personally. Uh, it's, it's just not. So, so it was, it was a mutual. So Goff came out and said, Oh yeah, it's mutual. You know, the Rams didn't want me. I didn't want the Rams. Well, yeah, no wonder it's mutual now. You know, I think he's just butthurt. Was there a story that came out that you know about Jason? Yes, there was a story that came out. And so I just want you guys all to know out there that the reason Jared Goff got traded had nothing to do with his play on the field. And so once the trade went down, it was kind of like, uh, remember when the Steelers got rid of Antonio Brown mm-hmm. and you never heard anything until after the trade. Well, this is kind of the same scenario. So apparently uh, Jared Goff was saying a few things about Sean McVay and his wife and things that he might like to do to Sean McVay's wife. Mm-hmm. Jason, so, can you move your head a little bit for the screen in the background <laughs> for the for the fans that are watching on YouTube, yes. real quick? Just you could you could see the video there. The fans need to see what Sean McVay's wife is yes. made of. <laughs> just the full disclosure over yes. what what he was talking about. Okay, now go ahead. So so I do I do see what she's made of, but um, as far as uh, Jared Goff <laughs> is concerned, um, that's what happened. So they had some uh, some sort of a text where he said he was going to somehow accommodate Sean McVay's wife, if I want to put it lightly. And therefore, he was traded away from the Rams to the Lions. And so just so we're all clear on this, it had nothing to do with Jared Goff's play on the field because when have you guys known any team to bench a guy that's making $33 million a year on average? And also, to be clear, I mean, have you guys ever seen Jared Goff's girlfriend I mean, obviously it was a joke. I mean, he was joking around because if you're Jared Goff and you've got Jared Goff's girlfriend, you're, you're not going to mess with that. I mean, that's just my opinion. Well, he's just saying hypothetically he would pipe her down. Right. That's what he was saying. So it doesn't really mean he's going to do it. He but said, now, you know, no, if the, the hold, chance hold came up and she was there in front of him, so is this, he would want to do it. So is this what we call locker room? I mean, I know locker it's Locker room talk. Is this well, locker correct. room talk? Or is that well, there was guys at locker rooms when I was playing football, they would talk like that. So... So Piper down though maybe maybe she just was annoying when she talked. Maybe that was the Piper down comment. Oh, like the quiet, like, like you're they, just they, tired they, of it. Pipe it down, lady. Yeah, like, like shut up. I would pipe her down. Yeah, I would pipe her the, down. Like I don't want to hear her talk. Yeah. Well, McVeigh took that the wrong way then because yes, I think he, he did probably did mean way. for her to just kind of shut up every once in a while. He didn't mean he was going to put his uh, thing inside of her. I'm not going to use the words for the podcast. You know, it's close enough. The thing of it is, is like I've told you guys before on the show, like I've always been a Jared Goff hater because he's always screwed me over in my fantasy teams. But I mean, he is the number one overall pick. And so now he's going to the Detroit Lions with Dan Campbell over there. And so what do you guys think about this? Maybe Jared Goff can be the new Ryan Tannehill. And one of these days, resurrect his career. Do you think that's going to happen? Okay, where's Detroit going to have their running game like Derrick Henry to uh, help Tan- or to help Jared Goff? DeAndre Swift's going to come along. 
DeAndre Swift's going to turn into Derrick Henry or something? I just want to uh, know your opinion. Do you think he's no. going to be trash? Like, do you think the Lions are going to ruin his career, or do you think he might I mean, have a decent career? I think he'll be unsuccessful in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. I think Stafford I mean, actually improves, though, with the Rams. By far. I think there's more weapons on the Rams. And, and more that's creativity. Miss. The game plan of Sean McVay, who we all know is a very creative mind. Now, now hold on. What we're missing out, guys, isn't really what's on the offense. What's on the defense is he going to miss? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's... You ain't got no Aaron Donald on the defense of the Lions. Sue's down in Tampa. It's going to be a big difference. I think golf can end up being a turnover machine in Detroit, actually. It's going to be rough. um, Throughout that whole season over there. We'll find out here next year, I guess. Well, all I'm going to say is we wish Jared Goff all the best in laying the pipe, and we'll end it at that. Yeah, we'll see if that ever happens. Hey, real quick, while we're on Girl Talk, uh, Mr. A.C. Rieger Mm -hmm. says, Hey, buffoons, how do you keep your girl entertained on Sunday if... She doesn't watch football. Yeah, what, Jason? You go That's first a great on this. Question. Say, so you're is your wife into football, Jason? Ah, uh, no, not at all. How, no, if you guys just... went out somewhere, how do you keep her entertained during the game? What would be your opinion? Hey, you just got to take her to one of the best restaurants in town. So you guys know my wife is a foodie, mm-hmm. and she likes you know you know the top end chefs out there. So you just take her out to a nice restaurant, and you just you know give her what she wants. I mean, There's she well, wants. Super expensive oh, meals, you know, like $200 a meal, you know, mate, your bill might come out to $250 or something <laughs> like that, but at least she's going to be satisfied and you're not going to force her to watch football. So but, you're going to make her happy. Will she sit there for four to five hours watching this entire game with you at that restaurant you speak of? Four to five hours? Probably. Oh, yeah. Okay. If they have a TV, most likely the restaurants I'm talking about are not going to have a TV, yeah. but... She'll let me watch it on my phone. Oh, gosh. Wow. Oh, my. <laughs> so, basically, I should never get married then, um, no. so <laughs> if that's the case. But, I mean, we're just we're speaking hypothetically here hypothetically. About, the, about the Super Bowl here. Tanner, what are you, what are you planning on? What do you think? All right. So, I'm going to give you two answers. I'm going to give you a Bubba answer. I'm going to give you a Tanner answer. All right? You determine which one's which. So, first answer is, yeah, you just go out with the boys. And you leave her with the kid. That's that's one answer, right? What if she- <laughs> you go out with the boys and you leave her with the kid? Oh, good answer. Well, I, okay. I should just piss okay. pissed off when you get home. I think he's asking in a dating perspective. Like, look, look, what do you do with bringing your girl he's out? He's not dating. He's married. I know. We're asking for it's AC. Pers- AC wants to know. Yes, right. AC wants to know. One of our commenters. You leave her with the boy. You, you you go out with the boys. You leave her with the kid. You deal with it the next morning. Sorry, that's above my answer. Uh, the next, the right answer. If you're married. You stay home, but you have the kid there to kind of entertain her or let her do whatever she wants while you watch the game on the TV. That's really what it is. You can't let her do her own thing. You don't force her to stay. We're not going to go out to a bar. She's not going to stay for nine hours. We'll be fine. She'll let her do her own thing. Here's the thing, though. At the end of the day, the girl's going to have fun with the atmosphere. So take your girl somewhere where there's a good atmosphere, even if she doesn't like football, most girls that don't understand football, they will still be excited when people around them are excited. They see other people clapping and cheering when there's touchdowns or first downs, and they want to be a part of it. So take her somewhere where there's a good atmosphere, where she can have a good experience with you, and also encourage her to join in on that experience. Correct. And, yeah, it's going to be a four-hour-long process of from beginning to end of this entire game. And so that's the thing. How do you keep her entertained and have fun for four hours if you're the girl who doesn't know anything about football? Just go somewhere where she's going to have fun with you and experience you as who, as who you are, even if she doesn't know a damn thing about football, 
And that's going to make or break your, your night right there. Just make sure you have fun, because you will. It's a Super Bowl. It's the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the girl goes, she'll, she'll love it. It'll be, it'll be a memory, and she'll always think about, like, oh, well, next year when she goes, you know, the Super Bowl's coming up. Oh, last year when I was hanging out with this cool guy, we did this awesome experience where there was people everywhere, you know, excited about the game and had a great time. We were tomahawk chopping and all this other stuff, and I didn't know what was going on, but I had a great time. She'll remember that a year from now. Uh, Hammett says the secret is to find you a woman that likes football and shots. That helps. That there does you help. Go. There you go. If you can do that, that's a cheat code. That, that's also a cheat code. Mr. AC, so. you need more <laughs> advice here. The buffoons and Hammett are here. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready now to really dive into this Chiefs-Buccaneers game? Yes. Okay, let's dive right into this because this is going to be the core of our show here today. We have another probably, I don't know, 20 minutes left here for our show, but... Um, one thing about this is the Chiefs, if you guys realize this, this is amazing, the run that the Kansas City Chiefs are on right now. They have won 25 of their last 26 games in which the starters have played the game. Um, now, we, I don't want to count Week 17 of the season because, to me, counting. it doesn't matter. But as far as when the starters are played, the last time that they lost in the last 26 games was that Raiders game earlier on in the season in which they ended up losing 40-32. to 32. It, was mm-hmm. a very, it was a game where the, the Chiefs, deserved to lose and uh, they was they were outplayed by the Raiders in that game I believe and because they couldn't stop the run and the Buccaneers do have a good running game they, they have Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones I'm a fan of both those guys especially Ronald Jones you guys know that um, but with this game in particular uh, my main concerns as we talked about earlier was the O-line and facing against Jason Pierre-Paul now he is on the injured list that is something we need to, do, to keep in mind as he did not practice today and on the Chiefs' end, um, Willie Gay is not going to be playing. Eric no. Fisher will not be playing. No. Uh, but everyone else seems to be on the right track. Sammy Watkins should be back playing. Um, who else, Tanner? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell will be back, I think, at least for sparing kind of moments. Clyde Edwards-Elaire, which I think is the most important part of the running back group, as we saw throughout this season. He'll um, be really healthy then. And so what is, in this game, going to stand out to you guys the most now, for the moment, take away the Brady-Mahomes talk. Let's dive more into the team aspect of this because I know for me that run defense that Tampa Bay presents, two years in a row, number one run defense in the league. And I think that goes a long ways towards the Chiefs being passing-oriented. And the Chiefs also passed all over their asses earlier on in the season in Week 12. Mm-hmm. Tyree Kill had 210 yards receiving in three touchdowns. Well, in the first half, I should say. 210 receiving in the first half. And finished with 269 and three touchdowns for the game. Yeah, I'm gonna play man to man on you. Sure, go ahead. That's what you. That's what Tyreek. Well, they, does. they talked about Carlton Davis talked about they're not doing that same game plan this time, which no. I would hope not. Uh, they got to switch that up because that's that did not work last time. No, right? it did not. That it was, was 27 awful. to 24, by the way. Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Chief, so uh, 27 to 24 in that last game, um, but you look at uh, Shaq Barrett and JPP. We talked about them earlier. Um, that first game, they each only got one sack apiece. And if that happens again, I think the Chiefs are going to win pretty easily. I think they've got to get to Mahomes a little bit better than that. And um, on the other side, uh, guys, we need a Frank Clark game here. And so I've got a question for you, Tanner. Are we at the point where we need to start calling him playoff Frank Clark? Because I, I kind of think of him as the same way that I think of playoff Rondo in the NBA, Rajon Rondo. Because Frank Clark didn't do a lot 
in the regular season, but he had two sacks against the Bills. So are we seeing the emergence of playoff Frank Clark? Look, you're. it's really hard because Frank Clark is actually a force all season long. He really is. He's in the mix. There's a reason why others are getting sacks and he's not. Uh, but as far as talking statistics, yeah, you're talking playoff Frank Clark coming into play. It is not. It's going to be the same exact thing as playoff Rondo. You're going to get a whole different level, which is kind of crazy to see, of a Frank Clark than you are at, just like you do get a Rondo in a playoff. Yeah, he's like Johnny Cueto when the Royals had him. Johnny Cueto, uh, Johnny Cueto during the regular season was pretty awful for the Royals at the back end. Playoffs came on, and Cueto came in, and he was dominant in the playoffs that stretched the run there. And, yeah, I think Clark is – well, did you guys see today quarterback – or QBR, I should say, a different – ESPN has a different system than what normal quarterback ratings are. But uh, Tom Brady, when he's pressured, only had a 10 QBR for this season, this entire season, 10, whereas Mahomes had like an 80 QBR. And they just, the numbers itself uh, put that in perspective alone, and it gives you an idea at least of the difference where how Brady performs when he's pressured versus not. Now the Chiefs are, have you seen Legereus Sneed lately? Getting <laughs> the pressure from coming from that nickel position Get off the edge right Get there. Him. That has been the, the best thing the Chiefs have done recently. Oh Spagnolo has been dialing up with Legereus Sneed. How, it's been dominant. How huge has it been our secondary? Is Are the people making sacks in the freaking backfield right now? Tanner Sneed has five sacks in a row. Five Dude, games the guy's ridiculous. They, as, a, as a corner. He can execute, execute. And I, I'm not saying like just bags, you know, cause the play. He's the guy making it, fin, finishing like, it out. Like, he's the I X factor it. of the defense. I mean, we talk about Tyron Matthew and guys oh, like man. that. But Sneed comes in and... His pressure just has been making some serious impact. And, like, Brady, as we know, you don't want to blitz him. But the Chiefs can dial up something creative. Spagnolo, his yeah. career against Tom Brady, uh, it shows itself as it is. Yes. As a, from a coordinator standpoint, Brady has always struggled against Steve Spagnolo. Uh, he did it earlier this year when the Chiefs played Brady. He's done it in the past when the Chiefs played Brady with the Patriots. He's done it in the past when it was the Giants and the Patriots. And so that's been historically Brady's worst nightmare, Steve Spagnolo. Yeah, and so we talked about this on the last show, the fact that Brady just can't seem to get beyond Steve Spagnuolo, and we talked about the fact that this was going to be a revenge game for Brady. What do you think Brady needs to do, Mike, to finally get over the hump against Steve Spagnuolo? I think that for the first time in a long time for Brady's aspect, they got to run the ball great. And we know the Patriots historically have been a passing first team. They've always had good pass-catching running backs between guys like Kevin Falk and Danny Woodhead and James White and guys like that where they're, they're based around receiving backs. And I think for the Buccaneers to finally find a way, Tom Brady himself to finally find a way to beat Spagnuolo's defense is going to be to run the ball up the Chiefs' ass. Mm-hmm. That is going to be their best way, best, best way to get a victory here. Now, yes, the Buccaneers' receiving weapons should not go unnoticed. Mike Evans, Godwin, and Antonio Brown and Gronk that's, that's a, one of the Don't best cores. Brayton and Scotty Miller Cam, have been, Scotty have been Miller, great lately. Scotty Miller's been playing great. The weapons are amazing. But I don't think it even goes to that point. I think you need to control the clock, run the ball against the Chiefs, and especially against Patrick Mahomes now. Not only facing Spagnolo, you're facing Patrick Mahomes. And so you got to change the entire style of play. How did the Raiders beat the Chiefs? They ran the ball with Josh Jacobs up the Chiefs' ass. Buccaneers got to do the exact same thing, and that's how they win. Mm-hmm. But my question to you is, like, do you think Bruce Arians is actually smart enough to do that, or do you think he's going to try to make it a shootout? Because if I, if, if I see a shootout in this game, 
It's not going to be pretty. Like, the Chiefs could actually blow them out. I'll put it this way. Bruce Arians is also an aggressive coach, as I think Andy Reid is as well. I think he's proven that, especially in Kansas City. And there was a quote from Andy Reid, actually, um, earlier this week. And he said, I went to BYU. Every down is a throwing down. Mm-hmm. And to, to Andy Reid, every play should be a throwing play. If it's up to him, he doesn't run the ball ever. And Bruce Arians is a very similar mindset. He doesn't really care so much for it as much as just throwing the ball, playing aggressive. And both these coaches like to go for it on a fourth down. They've proven that. And so when that time comes, this game might be won on a fourth down play call Mm -hmm. by one of these two coaches at the end of the day. So to me, Arians, uh, no, he cannot control himself enough to run the ball. He'll be throwing a Tom Brady. Now, now hold on, hold on here. All right, Bruce Arians just beat Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers in back-to-back weeks. Right? Back-to-back weeks. Dead. On Tom Brady throwing three INTs mm-hmm. on turnovers, forcing Matt LaFleur to make a bad call on the fourth and eight towards the end of the game. This is a coach that, yeah, he plays aggressive, but he's not playing stupid. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to get yeah. the defense in the situations he wants. Yeah. This guy is not to be underestimated by any means. He knows what he's doing, but when you have that many weapons on that team, it's got to be very tempting to just say, screw it, and freaking throw the ball and get into a, a shootout. Yeah, I agree with that. I just think there's got to be a balance for their style of play. They need to be able to run the ball effectively, and we've seen Brady in the past when they have run the ball effectively with their running backs and some of their bigger bruiser kind of backs, and the play-action pass, getting Gronk open, and getting, in this situation, Godwin open instead of Edelman. Um, those guys, they're wide open on the play-action pass. They're they wide open. Move those linebackers over. And to be fair, the Chiefs linebackers are average. They mm-hmm. are a very average linebacker group that we have with, with Hitchens and uh, Damian Wilson and Willie Gay's out. Um, and, and, of course, uh, Ben Neiman. Ben Neiman. Ben Neiman, baby. There, of course. And stuff like that. This linebacker group is what they're going to want to attack is to come after them because we have a good – the Chiefs have a good offensive or defensive line, and they have a good secondary. They have a good scheme. But if you want to really beat the Chiefs, tackle the linebackers, make them look silly. And that'll and Tom Brady knows how to do that. That's their plan. Yeah. Gronk's going to be there over the middle of the field. Scotty Miller might be his new uh, Wes Welker for this game. Are you sure Scotty Miller isn't Wes Welker in disguise? He's a little bigger and a little faster. Or not Wes Welker, so, Julian Edelman. Edelman. Yeah. It's similar, yeah. I mean, I mean same guys. I mean, I'm pretty them, sure it's Wes Welker. the same so. way. So, yeah, it's it's crazy, though. But I, I love the Chiefs' uh, secondary as far as the kind of talent that they have and the way that some of these guys de- developed, like Rashad Fenton has developed great. Sneed has stepped in immediately from day one and been productive. Uh, Trevorius Ward has a guy that we found from out of mm-hmm. nowhere. That was Rashad traded, Fenton? Traded for. Well, that, that's what I said, Rashad yeah, Fenton. Yeah, like uh, Rashad Breland's always Breland. an aggressive, good, hard-hitting tackler. Um, um, and don't forget on the backside, too. Yeah, Armani Watts, who's been playing here and there, he's playing pretty well. Uh, Thornhill's coming well, yeah, into Thornhill, a 400%. Thornhill's playing better recently. Oh, man. Hello, hello old so, Thornhill. I'm not as worried about the secondary as I am or those linebackers getting yeah. abused. But we got, I think we got so much secondary weapons right now that the linebacker position will just take care of itself because you're going to bring in Tyron. You're bringing in Sneed, Thornhill. You're going to bring those guys in to play those, that coverage. I do think this will be a shootout, though, by the way, Jason. By far. You yeah. do think it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, I do. I think uh, there's no debate. There, to me, there's no doubt. Yeah. This, this is going to be a shootout. Hey, Jason, I know you like revenge games. This is kind of a revenge game, but not really. The enemy, right? He was just oust, pretty much ousted as a head coach vacant, on the vacancies this year. Do you think the enemy comes out and says, screw you, NFL. I'm going to blast these guys in Tampa Bay 
and I'm going to show you what I'm really made of. No, I mean, he's, he's going to do the usual job that he usually okay. does, which is a great job. He's, he's, that's not going to affect his play calling or anything like that. I mean, he's just going to go in there, do his job. He's going to do what he always does. And uh, I, I don't think he's going to carry that into the Super into the Bowl. Game. He's not going to let it affect him, which is what a true alpha male should do, by the way. Correct. Does not respond. So, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair right there. Yeah. Jason. So, Chris Jones, Tom Brady, they had spats, right? They had spats before. They're always competitive against each other. There's no hate. There's a lot of love. But do we see another spat with Chris Jones and Tom Brady coming to play? I mean, I hope so. I that, love that would make that. it uh, – Fun to watch. I hope we can see some fireworks. I hope it's like the end of that Buffalo game where oh, we're just torturing the shit out of him, and then everybody gets into a fight. I hope oh, they have to so escort all the players off the field. So I don't know if you guys saw the tweet flying around here, but uh, there's a Buffalo podcast out there. Uh, the reason they are rooting for the Bucks, and they showed a clip of it, is of all the Chiefs. Uh, the what went on during the Buffalo Bills game: the Chris Jones punch, the push. Uh, the ex- just the extra behavior, the body slam by Breland. Are they butthurt? I think they're butthurt. I mean, I think the, the Bills fans are butthurt. Are they not also causing issues? The Bills. They were causing plenty so, of issues. But they're going to be upset about but that. But they're going to be upset. And they played like literally like a 10, 10 to 15 second clip of all everything that happened uh, between the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah, I, I do have some good news for you, Chiefs fans out there. And that was that the headline on the ESPN app just a couple of hours ago, was that history says the Chiefs will likely lose. And they're trying to uh, say why it's so hard to repeat as Super Bowl champs. So thank you, ESPN, for jinxing the Bucks. That might be uh, just the only thing that we needed. Well, Jason, I don't know if you know about this. I don't know why they're saying they're likely to lose because did you guys realize that the AFC, since the year 2000, is 5-0 in an election year? Mm. We had an election year. And the AFC team is in the Super Bowl. They're five and zero in the last Ooh, twenty years. I like that. And so, in the election year, the Chiefs are then due to continue that streak. So, yes. What do we know about gambling, Mike? When you see a streak, you let it ride. Let it ride. You you ride the streak. And so, the Chiefs then actually likely, just based on that information, since we're all being subjective here, uh, should get the victory. Hey, I got one more for you. Who has more pressure into this game? Guess what? It's not the Chiefs. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trying to be the first team to win at their home field in the Super Bowl. They could be, not only are they the first team to play at home in the Super Bowl and be a home team, but they got to win. And they got a lot of they guys. They got to win. They got a lot of guys that have never played in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, you got Brady and uh, maybe yeah. probably just, Jason Pierre-Paul. all that pressure coming into I don't play. know, but it's yeah, not Shaq a lot Barrett. of guys that are experienced. They, they have a good defense. They have some yes. talent on defense for sure that I admire. And Antoine Winfield Jr., I think, will be playing as well, the rookie. Uh, he was playing phenomenal. He actually is their luxurious Sneed. And as we know, he's the son of Antoine Winfield, mm-hmm. the, the great uh, former Minnesota Viking that played for, I don't know, it seems like 15 years or so in the league. But he's a great player. He's coming back this week. Uh, I think it'll be something to watch out for. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to be exciting. It's going to be a very, very exciting game to watch. Uh, you guys want one more shot? Because I'm going to ask you another question. We talked about this in Week 12, Tanner. What – Season or what year I should say were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the AFC West as a team? I can't I can't answer this. My mom's watching, so I can't take a shot. There was only one season. <laughs> one season in the AFC West. Only one season. In week in week twelve, we talked about this on this show here. 
And it was one year when they first came into the um, NFL. They went to the AFC West, so, and they were a team for I'm one I'm going to throw a year out for you. I'm going to throw a year out. You get, is someone looking it up right now? Is no, that why? I no, can't no. see from here. Nobody's looking up. Guaranteed it was after I was born, but probably uh, when I was like three or four years so old. I'm it was before go, you were born. I'm going to go. Before I was born. Yeah, it was before you were born. Hold on, hold 75. On. Oh, you're, you're one year <laughs> old. Dude, you're 74. <laughs> I have to do a shot. I was going to say 74. Do a shot. Do a do shot. A shot. Nice do a shot. Right, 76, boys and girls. 76? That was the year before I was born. Oh, year before, right before you. Yeah, born. I was born at seventy-seven. That's yeah, when bad. he told me that, I was like, "Well, let me it's do the math." Too bad that we have to do more shots. <laughs> Sorry, mom. That's the. You're apologizing to mom. Yeah. Oh. Why not? But why, why, guys, are you, why are you sorry for doing a shot with, with on the air on air? Because she knows. I don't. Think well, you're also drinking whiskey. Yeah, I don't think we've pointed out the fact yet that. Antonio Brown was upgraded from doubtful to limited. So how do you guys think that affects the game if Antonio Brown actually plays? Look, there's no effect, man. We're, we're preparing for everybody. It's not going to be who's healthy, who's not. When you get on that field, you're playing football again, and it doesn't matter who's out there. you got to just know your priorities, right? Our secondaries has a lot of work to do. Our defensive line has a lot of work to do to, to make that secondary help. So – it doesn't matter. Antonio Brown, no Antonio Brown. You still have Mike Evans out there. You got Gronk, Scotty. It's it's still going to be a pain. Most important thing is that Sammy Watkins was also limited. And if we get Sammy Watkins back, that kind of neutralizes Look, uh, Antonio Brown on the other uh, side. Uh, so Ian Rappaport said that Watkins and Bell are on the upside of the limited factor. So mm-hmm. it is looking very, very likely that we get Watkins and both Bell back this week. Yeah, I'm not as worried about Bells and Watkins. Yeah. We need to have Watkins back with this team. And the Playoff team actually, Sammy, baby. The team stated this week that they would like to have him back for another year. Uh, so did you guys hear that recently, actually? The, the Chiefs are actually interested in retaining him and keeping him if he'd like to stay longer, which he might. I mean, knowing the way his personality is and his injury history, um, the guy's not reliable on that regard. But when he's on the field, he's a good player. He's, mm-hmm. very, con- he's very consistent on the field. You know, I'm, I'm okay. I, I'd, I'd, I'd take him back. Again. I'd take him back, no problem. I'd be very – you know, if we could get rid of Robinson and keep Pringle instead of Robinson. Pringle, Sammy. And then maybe draft somebody else to, re- to take over for the back-end spot at the fifth receiver spot. We still got Kim. I mean, we could keep Kim. Sure. Yeah, there's I mean, Custis, who could be coming up. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's other kinda, options We got there. tons of guys. There's other options. I know, right. I got to have Lizard Keen on your team. I, I'd be okay with that, too. All right, guys. Uh, you ready for a final score prediction? Final score prediction? Oh, boy. Here we go. All right, Tanner, you, you begin. Uh, final score, Chiefs, Bucks. I got Chiefs over the Bucks and Super Bowl. Uh, da, da, da. You know what? We're going to go high score. It's going to be a great game. It's going to go 52 to 43. Wow. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going to go with 31 17 Chiefs. I think the Bucks are going to try to do a little bit too much in their passing game, and they're going to pay for it. So you're going to go with the under. Then the the over under right now on points for this game is 56. And my original thought when I thought about this game was Chiefs 31, Bucks 24. But when I thought more about this game as time went on, both of these teams are 10 and six on the over. And so basically, when it's come down to over under, both teams reach the over mm-hmm. more times than they reach the under on their games that they've had this whole this whole season. And so with that said, I'm going to go with Chiefs 38. Buccaneers, 31. 
And that is my over prediction. Both teams hit the 30s, but I think the Chiefs pull away and they, they find a way at the end of the game to just uh, control the clock at the end and then get the victory and finish out that way. Yeah, so I, I think it comes theory. down in the final quarter for sure. Yeah, I, I just went a little bit lower because I it's I, I went with thirty one seventeen because I just think, you know, you're in the Super Bowl, you know, you gotta shake off a few nerves. So you're not gonna see, you're not gonna see the same output and points no. that you would during a regular season game. No. It's it's gonna be I mean it's gonna be interesting. It's well you're be... talking about shake off nerves, you got two quarterbacks that have been there. Yeah, but the the rest of the Bucks team hasn't been there. So that, I'm not worried about Brady. Brady's gonna show up. But I think also that the Chiefs are going to get to him. And as you know, Brady, I mean, he's a sitting duck. I mean, he, he does make great decisions. But if, like you said earlier, if Spagnolo can dial up a few things at the right time to shake him up a little bit, I mean, I think the game could get a little bit out of hand. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. That's why I went with 31-17. So him and ask, will Chiefs have less nerves? By far. Uh, they should have less. By far. They should have less overall from being there. And also, if you guys remember this, Terry Kill on parade day last year, he said this during his talk when he was up mm-hmm. there on, on the podium after the parade. He was saying, hey, guys, call, get, get to say your schedules right now for one year and now, for one year from now, one year from today. I don't want to hear happening. no excuses for y'all not being here for to join this parade. COVID, which, COVID. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, I mean, there's a little COVID come up. But Terry Kill, his point has been proven, Correct. He was talking about, hey, there's no excuses. I'm telling you right now, we're going to be back here doing this exact same thing one year from now. Now, that might be a lie, but he's correct in what he was trying to say. Well, you know, the thing back. about the thing about Tyreek Hill is ran like, it back. Yeah, Tyreek Hill has zero nerves right now because he just had Scotty Miller call him out and say, I can beat you as a white guy in a foot race. And Tyreek Hill just kind of said, okay, okay yeah, cool. you know, I think he's a really good player. <laughs> And that was his only answer. That's his only answer. I mean, he had nothing else to say, and so I think Ty- uh, Tyreek did say, "Hey, let's do it at halftime." Do you do you know what, <laughs> what Scotty Miller's forty time is by, by chance? Four it's three. Not, it's so, it's it's better than Sammy Watkins, but not as good as Mecole Hardman. It's a four three nine. Is what four, he three, ran. Nine, yes. What so Mecole so Hardman right is there faster. Four four. Miller's fast, of course. That's great, but. Tyreek Hill is like a four one nine. There's a lot of guy. fast guys in the NFL. Yeah. I don't care about yeah. that forty. Tyreek's two tenths of a second faster in the forty. Just. What it is. All right, hey, we're gonna go MVP on this. We're gonna say who's MVP? Sure. What's your what's your thought? My my MVP thought? Darrell Williams. That's your MVP for the game? MVP, baby. Clyde huh. Bell aren't factor comes Against the number game. one run defense. Number one run going, defense. That's you're why gonna go he's the MVP. Darrell Williams to be the MVP. That's why he's the MVP. That's a that's an interesting prediction. That's fine. That's, that's a little far fetched. That's a little bizarre. I'm gonna go with my homeboy. A.K.A. Patrick Mahomes. Do you have anybody yeah. other than Mahomes Patrick, that you Patrick can Mahomes. pick? I mean, it's got to be Kelsey. Be, if you're going to pick another guy, it's got to be Kelsey. I'm, I mean, I'm going to go, yeah, If you besides Mahomes, because that's my pick, uh, Tyree Kill again. I'm going to go Tyree Kill to blow up once okay. again. They, they just can't They can't stop him. And I think the linebackers in Tampa Bay are fast. They are very they fast. Are fast. <laughs> and they will keep up with Kelsey fairly well. But I think Tyree Kill just gets open. Like, I think he has, he's the guy. I mean, he is the wasp. He is the... Jet Chip Wasp. Are we going to see that Wasp? You know what I mean? Let's, let's run Wasp Do one more time. Do we got time for the Wasp? Let's, let's run Wasp <laughs> one more time and see what happens over there in Tampa Bay. Yeah, like I said, he's already been called out by Scotty Miller, so he's probably internally really pissed right now, and he wants to just torch these guys. Hey, guys, we got we got a few of you guys watching here. What are your what are your MVP's thoughts of who will be the MVP on Sunday? 
Yeah, we will take any so let us uh, know. Any, any conversational pieces here going forward. We have another few minutes left. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, uh, as far as this game goes, I mean, I'm just excited for I it. I feel but great. I'll I be going great. down to, I don't know what you guys are doing exactly yet. I know, Jason, you're wanting to hang out with your wife and, and your daughter. Uh, Tanner, you're probably doing something very similar. Yeah. I'm going down to hang out at the bullpen with some friends. The bullpen. My, my girlfriend uh, got us a reservation down there. Nice. So uh, we'll be hanging out down there with a group as well as her friends are going to be there too. So it'll be like a, probably a group of total of like probably 10 to 12. Hey, that's illegal. And man. I know the bartender too. That's illegal. So You can't more than 10 in a party. Here's the thing, guys. If at all possible, try to do the same exact thing that you did last year. Because you don't want to change anything up. Dude, last year you I was in the, for the, 10 hours. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. But if we can all just try to do the same thing that we did last year, you might just get the same result. Well, I know I know what you're doing and why you're doing it. I am not going to go to Saints for 10 hours again. That was extreme. That was a long don't time. Don't go there for 10 hours. Just maybe go there for 30 minutes. It's not a long At least you true. can say you were there. No, I was there for the for, – they opened right. at whatever time. I was the first – You get pregame. First do a pregame at Saints. In. He doesn't need to be there again. Uh, Real quick, guys, we got some some things coming in here. Hammett says Kelsey. Uh, Mr. Adam Adriano says Patrick and Kelsey. Uh, Grayson Jarrett says Brady. Why? Why Brady? Come on, come on. No, that's not going to happen. You're not going to have a you're not going to have a losing player win the MVP. Well, we had it one one time happen. I told you guys earlier. That's why you had to do a shot. Chuck Howley. For the Dallas Cowboys, had to had to mm-hmm. uh, he won MVP on a losing team in Super Bowl five. That's and, why you guys uh, did a that, shot that would never happen against Patrick Mahomes. Right, not in today's age, anyways. Oh. I mean, unless we're saying that that the Chiefs are going to lose, then Patrick Mahomes could win the MVP as a losing team. That that's the only way that that could pan out in this game. I mean, Mahomes is going to win MVP. There's to me, there's no doubt right. about that. Like un- unless unless Terry Kill has five touchdowns on his own somehow, then Mahomes is going to win MVP. But My homeboy. We have any other questions over there, Tanner? Uh, Eric just uh, corrects me. Uh, that's not a law. The ten to twelve people. It's just against city code. My bad. City code for My what? Bad. The more than ten to twelve people in your party. Oh. She's not. Well, I heard where you, are you? Well, I was also like, well, it's a Super Bowl, so shut up, Tanner. Is what I was thinking. Oh, so. okay, that's fine. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I was about. And Grayson <laughs> thinks the Bucks will win. Sorry. So that's fine. So the other thing I want to ask you guys out there in the Twitter sphere is, do you guys think that this is the torch passing ceremony? Do you think this is officially Tom Brady passing the torch to Patrick Mahomes? Because their record right now is 2-2 two and two against each other. So something's got to give. And we all believe that Mahomes is going to win the game. So... You guys think that the, this is like, kind of like a torch passing ceremony? Yeah, I think it is. I don't think so. I think mean, uh, we'll see Brady again. We'll see well, Brady. He again. could be he could be back again, but this is still no. It's the, not the goat giving it no, to the kid. No, no. And the kid, if you if the kid wins, nope. Which we all know that a kid is a baby goat. Maybe maybe in three years when Brady comes back and Mahomes plays, then he retires after that. But not in Tanner. Not this if year. Patrick Mahomes goes out and. Fairly beats Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. That's the so, pass. That is the, the passing That's of the torch. That's not passing the torch. You're, you're saying that Brady's going to win. That the Bucks are going to win. When Brady retires, no, Brady's not going to win. When That's Brady the only way that he doesn't he, pass the. What torch. do you mean he doesn't pass the torch? A torch being passed. Is, I just said, "Hey, kid, I'm not going to be back here forever or for forever." I just now. said, if Mahomes wins, no. Brady is passing the torch. No, so he's you're not saying the that Brady is going to win the game. No, he's not passing the torch because he's going to be back to play another Super Bowl. 
Again? And then, yes, Brady will. Okay, but that's that's fine. I can what see you, that's that. Still, that's, I can see I think, that. I think we have game. two different definitions of, of passing 43 the 43-year-old Tom Brady yes. has to get to 25 years. I understand what he's saying. We have two different definitions. I understand what he's saying because Brady has vowed that he will play until age 45. Over but you're still, he's still that. going to lose the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which means he is passing the torch. That's not he's passing the torch. Tanner, it's, he's going to lose yes, it to, it is. he's not losing it to a random quarterback. He's losing it no. to what is potentially the best new quarterback yeah. of all time. When he loses it at the like, age of 46, 47 to Patrick Mahomes again, then it's passing the torch saying, hey, kid, I'm out of the league. You got it. Right. So let me ask you another thing, Tanner, because we've it's talked like Rocky about or something, you know? We've talked about this before. So you think that if Brady loses this game, that it actually hurts his legacy. Can no. you explain that a little bit better? It doesn't hurt anything. Brady's already the best. He doesn't need to prove anything else. Okay. Because right, I thought you said it was gonna hurt his legacy. No, it's not hurting anything okay. for Brady. All right, so you changed your mind on that. <laughs> That's good. Gosh. We have two different definitions. I'm glad I convinced you on that. Two different right, definitions. Do we have more questions over there? Are we going to wrap this thing up here? Um, no, yeah. there's nothing else here. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys for following along with us today and uh, giving us a follow on the YouTube and everything. Uh, first off, what? Eric, my brother, comes in and says he can't pass the torch until he retires. Thank you. But, like, is this not, like, an omen? This is not an omen. This is not a retirement. No, uh, this is not an omen of some kind no. of thing where it's, like, no. it's like if, if the young it's just goat, another who we epic know, battle coming into play we against know the Mahomes, goat and the mini goat. Mahomes now has two Super Bowl rings. And Mike does suck at ping pong, and, Dad. And, so. Well, I've never lost to Eric, so that's a different story for a different well, day. Tim said that. What? Tim. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost to Tim many times. But that's that's the different story for a different day. <laughs> but... No, I just, I just, I feel like this is a game where if if, Bra- if Mahomes now goes three and two all time against Brady, and we both know that those first two losses were dog shit, and that Mahomes should have won both, it should be five and up. No, no, no. If if Brady retires after this game, yes, it's passing the torch. If not, dude, it's not. Okay, happening. I'm going to give you a different reason why this is the passing it's of the not torch. Passing the torch. Okay, a different reason. If Mahomes wins, guess what? He's undefeated in the Super Bowl. What do we always say on this show about guys who are undefeated in championships? That means you're the yes, guy. Tom Brady six and four, Patrick Mahomes undefeated. That is technically a passing of the torch. We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens after this, guys. Mahomes has another fifteen years to go right. in, in this league. Brady but he's has still undefeated. Maybe a couple. He's, he'll be undefeated. He'll be I mean, it's a, it's a passing from the real true goat, which is Tom Brady. To the new goat, hey Matt, which is Patrick do? Mahomes. All right, it's a good discussion. It's a good discussion. Maybe we'll, we'll have say, that future. Hey on. guys, how about Two we do the, the How about we do this discussion next Wednesday? Does that sound good? Yeah, we could do. We that. might be able to do that next yeah. Wednesday. We'll talk about this again because then we'll know if if it was maybe Brady walks up to Mahomes after the game and literally hands him a torch and knows that hey, good job, you you are the new man of town. We should do this next week and have this argument for about like a half an hour straight, and then do sh- <laughs> we're going to do shots the whole time. Yeah, the whole do time. shots during the entire thirty-minute yeah. argument. Maybe next week we can get some other people on the call. Maybe we can get Connor back. You know, basically, if you say the word "goat," do a shot. Is what we'll, we'll play a game of that. We'll play a drinky game. You do say the word "goat," do a shot. Ban Eric Dawson from the stream. I'm in. Let's do it. Who said that? Uh, Matt Stewart. So. Oh, God. He has a fair point. All right. Well, anyways, all right, guys. I, I gave my input. We gave our predictions for the game. Uh, the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl and a win again. 
back to back. And then guess what? If we win this one, we're going to go for a three-peat. Guys, Just like Michael freaking Jordan. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the, the days leading up to it. And hopefully, when we should, enjoy the celebration afterwards. All right, you guys heard it here first. 31-17 Chiefs and Deshaun Watson to the Raiders next year. Right. This is JG. Thank you for joining us. I'm out. All right, I will see you guys on the next one. See you guys.